This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hey folks, good afternoon and welcome to Enterprise Biz Bites. I'm Roshan Kanisan in the studio with uh, the effervescent Richard Bradbury. Why am I effervescent today? <laughs> I mean, yesterday I was bubbly and so, no, you were bubbly yesterday. Yes, I was effervescent on Monday, uh-huh. bubbly on Tuesday, and today you're effervescent. Okay, well, thank you very much. Will for you that. be bubbly tomorrow? I, 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 maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how things work out tomorrow. <laughs> folks, it's the middle of the week, Wednesday, July 5th. It is 12.06 p.m. And today we're going to talk about some newly announced stuff. Founder, a new founder led early stage fund is here in Malaysia backed by 500 Global. Yesterday, former FAVE executives Audra Bakalnighty and Joel Neo officially launched First Move, a fund for consumer-focused startups across Southeast Asia. Yeah, the fund is backed up by 500 Global and while the fund did not disclose its fund size, it will be providing a pre-seed funding of up to uh, 100,000 US dollars, around 466,000 uh, ringgit, uh, 466, ringgit, depending on what day it is. And already a, a has a portfolio of seven companies in Singapore, Malaysia and Indonesia. In addition to providing direct funding to startups, First Move is actively partnering with other regional venture capital firms, including 500 Global. Now, besides the backing of 500, First Move has also established the Consumer Tech Angel Syndicate, a group of experienced founders and executives in the consumer space. Uh, Angel Syndicate members will co-invest in First Move deals. Members include founders and senior executives from other direct-to-consumer businesses, e-commerce, mobility, and fintech scale across Southeast Asia. Now, a little bit of background, uh, uh, Richard. Who are we talking to today? Joel. Joel Neo. He founded a Fave back in 2015 uh, and stepped down as a CEO earlier this year. He can't keep still, this fella. Uh, in 2021, <laughs> the company was acquired by Indian merchant platform Pine Labs for 45 million US dollars. And then last month, uh, he officially joined Prenetics Group, a genetic and diagnostics testing firm based in Hong Kong, as both its chief consumer officer and as managing director of Circle DNA, its consumer health business. See, can't keep still. Rich, do you remember Ryan Seacrest? They used to uh, call him the hardest working man in Hollywood. I, I, do. To do everything. I do, indeed, yeah. I think Joel's giving a bit of those vibes here. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Audra has had several leadership roles in the tech space here in Malaysia, most recently also with Faith since 2015 before departing in May this year. So for more on First Move, First Moves, First Moves, we have in the studio with us Joel Neo and Audra Puckle Knight. Uh, both of you, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, you, you guys have such great chemistry. You thank, know, you. Radio, yeah? thank you. Thank you. I mean, Roshan, Richard. Uh-huh. Obviously, you guys don't uh, stand for rest and relax. Never. Yeah. We can't do that, Joel. We, you know, like, like you, Just we like have to you. keep active. Okay. Yes, and move around yeah, quite a bit. You're probably the last person who, who should be saying rest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, folks, if you have any comments for us uh, or any questions for both our guests in the studio with us, feel free to WhatsApp at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. That's our U Mobile number zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine don't forget you can get us on twitter as well we're at bfm radio if you want to get us over there so um both of you have been in the startup ecosystem for some time i mean we go back to kfit till faith it's been many years i want to say yeah, Roshan, don't reveal my age, you know? <laughs> <laughs> my age huh? i think you're the young one in here you know? <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about how your respective experiences uh, will inform the way you set go forward with this this fund and how you invest in startups yeah, so, you know, a bit of background. I started my first uh, company in 2008, so that was 15 years ago, uh, you know, when in my early 20s. And uh, at that point of time, there was just very little funding in Malaysia. Mm. 
Uh, I remember Kalye Eng and I, when we first started uh, our first uh, platform called Sales.com, we went around. Within a day, we were done. Yeah, because there's only three investors <laughs> in KL that were investing. But now, 15 years later, we see that the ecosystem has flourished. Uh, there's a lot of investors uh, in the space, but it's actually not enough for the first check. So a lot of investors are waiting. Mm. Yeah, to see the company get some sort of product market fit in the first 12 to 18 months. Uh, Audra and I, we've gone around, we met like 50, 60 entrepreneurs in the past uh, two months. And we realized there's actually a gap to write them their first check and help them with their first move. Mm-hmm. And exactly. So Joel started his first company in 2008 and actually I joined him in 2009. So we we go back uh, all the way then um, and worked on, you know, taking companies from zero to one. And that was through uh, says and early Groupon days and eventually KFIT and FAVE. Myself in 2013, uh, I, I launched my own startup because I was like inspired by Joel. I was like, <laughs> I am going to do it myself as well. And for two years, uh, two female founders, we couldn't fundraise the first check because, uh, you know, people say great idea, but we need a lead, lead investor, like mm. the first one to put in. And we struggled with that. So I kind of, you know, reminiscing those uh, times and how difficult it was. Obviously, now the market is, uh, you know, difficult, but the space is much more developed. So we want to be there uh, for founders um, like we had, our, you know, investors back in the day supporting us to, to be there from first steps, help them to make first move. So there's something both of you have said a few times now. First check. That, was that the, is that the gap that you guys are trying to come in and fulfill? I mean, the name there is First Move. Um, so maybe tell us a bit about why, you, why this is the gap and what do you mean by first check, right? Because I think a lot of people, we take for granted this terminology. Um, yeah, maybe expand a little bit further on that. Yeah, so I think there are two types of entrepreneurs. There's one who is currently building a business and they never thought about getting an investment. So they are just running their business profitably, they have some visions of how they want to grow the business, but they don't know how to take it right. from where they're at. Yeah. So those are the companies that we would love to meet with, help them with their first move to scale it up. Mm. Whether is it expanding to a new country, whether is it expanding their product lines, whether is it taking more inventory, especially because we are focused on consumer businesses. Uh, inventory is, is one of the key areas where entrepreneurs need help mm. uh, in terms of funding to actually scale up their business, to mm. expand their product lines. Right. This, so you've noted that first move is, quote, committed to paying it forward, supporting founders, being companions on their journey and filling the crucial gap of early stage support in Southeast Asia. This, this is the gap that the, your fund wants to address, then, is it? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And in terms of uh, there are some experienced entrepreneurs that already has their own businesses that we would love to invest in. But there are also entrepreneurs that has an idea. Or right. like a founder that that's, has an idea. That's what I was going to ask you, yeah. yeah so and, people who are just kind of formulating an idea in their head, they can come to you and have a chat first. Absolutely. Right. Especially if they had previous experience and track record in that area. Mm-hmm. So for example, if they are an executive in a e-commerce company right. and they see the gaps, the opportunities there, and they want to start something. So we will be happy to write their first check to actually help them on their first journey or first move as an entrepreneur. Is there a particular reason that $100,000 or up to $100,000 is that first check quantum? Is that is it just, you know, it's an easy number to think about or is that enough to take, I guess, seed onwards? Yeah, I think what's important for uh, first-time entrepreneurs or even entrepreneurs making their first move is to be resourceful. Mm. So we think 100,000 US dollars in this region, Southeast Asia, is probably sufficient for them to take that uh, leap from where they're at to the next step in which we are expecting them to get to a seed round or a series A, um, you know, post the, the investment. But of course, uh, different markets, specifically like Singapore, we may adjust the amount slightly higher 
But in markets uh, beyond Singapore, in Southeast Asia, we think that amount is fairly decent for mm. them to make mm. that first move. Well, Joel just mentioned, you know, focusing on consumer-faced startups uh, around Southeast Asia. We know you've invested in seven startups. Um, what was the common denominator of all those startups that kind of got your buy-in here? Mm. So <clears throat> one is that the majority are consumer-faced, uh, consumer-focused. It's either a platform or a product, um, D2C. And second common denominator was actually the experience of the founders. Um, quite a few of the companies that we invested, um, the founders have been in the industry, been around the block, um, saw the gaps and say, we want to fill those gaps. Right. And that's where like investing in the first, uh, you know, few days or months of the startup, it's all about the people yeah. because ultimately the idea will pivot and, and change, adjust to the market needs. Mm. Um, so if founder has solid experience, ability to run the business and, uh, you know, scale forward, that's what we are You've seen for. them be a bit scrappy at the beginning. You know that they're willing to fight for it. They want to move on, that kind of thing. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. So, Roshan, Richard, if you guys are planning to build out their own radio, internet radio station, <laughs> you know our boss has had two doors I know, we'll right? be happy to write you the first check. Okay. Yeah. I, think, I think he's on a call. I think we're safe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, Audra, Joel, um, the consumer market is super competitive, right? And obviously, there's been a lot of cons- uh, excitement over DDC, DDC companies over the last few years. I think uh, Wobble Park... Uh, Warby Parker? Yes, Warby Parker, Casper. All these were US companies that had a lot of Brand power going for them, mm. a lot of money flowing there. But it's become, it's seemingly become more difficult, right? It's like the customer acquisition and retention is the tough part there. So why the focus on the consumer side? Yeah, so what I've seen at least in Malaysia uh, and going beyond Southeast Asia is that a lot of our startup success in this region has been very consumer focused. Look at the four or five billion dollar unicorn companies that actually went listed. They're all very much focused on the consumer because Southeast Asia has this 600 million population yeah. growing affluence, uh, growing affluency. Um, and also at the same time, Specifically for D2C products, if you walk into a supermarket today, you see that a lot of the products today are still imported. So what we like is we like challenger brands started by local entrepreneurs giving products that are better and actually more affordable. Mm. So for example, like one of my favorite brands, um, which uh, you know I, I consume is Oatside. It's actually a Singaporean uh, entity, but it's produced in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And can you believe that? Mm. Yeah, which uh, competing against uh, Oatly, which is an American company uh, that just went listed a year ago. Uh, and when I was in France recently, I was ordering a, c- a cup of coffee, an oat milk flat white, and they were pouring outside <laughs> in France. Wow. So I think that the opportunities for Southeast Asian entrepreneurs or even Malaysian entrepreneurs to be a global business to compete with imported brands, right? Quote, unquote, whether American brands, European brands, is, is as real as it is today. And maybe just to add on, um, I think the last 10 years paved the way uh, a way to expand more consumer brands because uh, the infrastructure is set up, right? The e-commerce, uh, the adoption of digital payments is there. Trust on purchasing online is there. Infrastructure of logistics and transportation, last mile transportation, it's there. Um, so now it's about creating great product and services and capitalizing on that. And what Joel says, it's about, you know, uh, local product servicing uh, regional markets in these countries and going beyond. Mm. 
Ladies and gentlemen, former Fave executives Audra and Joel have officially launched their first move, which is into the venture space, which is an early stage fund called First Move for consumer-focused startups here across Southeast Asia. Today on BizBytes, we've been talking to them about what this founder-led business uh, fund will bring to the table. Up next, we'll be asking them about their how involved will they get with their businesses and what they see ahead here. Uh, let us know what you think over on WhatsApp at 018-789-8899 or you can tweet us at BFM Radio. I'm Roshan Kanesan with Richard Bradbury. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Bulldozing fine measures. BFM 89.9, the business station. Welcome back to Enterprise Biz Bites. You're here with Roshan and Richard. If you've just joined us yesterday, former Fave executives Audra Pakalnighty and Joel Neo have announced their first move, a early stage fund for consumer-focused startups across Southeast Asia. Today on Biz Bites, we're exploring the fund's first moves and what this founder-led fund is bringing to the table uh, with both of them in the room with us today. Um, Joel, Audra. First move will be offering mentorship to early stage ventures. Um, how will you? How involved will you guys be in that process? Because uh, some some investors are a bit more hands off. Some uh, will be right there next to you in the trenches. So funny you, you ask. So when Joel just finished wrapped up with Fave, and you know he was starting to speak to all the startups and spending time with it, and he would be so excited. He would come back and say, "Hey, you know the startup is doing this. You know we should help with finding leadership team, and can we you know scout for some talent?" And I was Joel, Joel, relax, relax. You cannot get so involved. It's not your company, right? Um, so now I'm like you know in the same position where I'm meeting some founders that are super exciting where they work, you get energy from them. And I was like, Joel, I spent, you know, four hours in one pitch meeting. He goes, you see what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, jokes apart, like, um, I think being in a, in a kind of writing the first check, that's where uh, our value comes in that, you know, we spend that precious time with founders really understanding what their main challenges are. Mm-hmm. What are the roadblocks? Is it really finding co-founder or, or key senior leadership team or, um, you know, strengthening the, the, the unit economics or the strategy, opening the doors perhaps to mm-hmm. some of the markets? Mm-hmm. Uh, so identifying one to two areas where they need help, and then we do our best to support on that aspect. And when they go into further fundraisings, that's where we probably step back a little bit and, and just, you know, watch from afar and help where needed. Uh, but the first few initial um, months, that's where we want to help the most. Right. Uh, Joel, so Prenetics, Circle DNA, a um, whole bunch of stuff going up, of course. Are you not worried that maybe you might be spreading yourself a little <laughs> bit too thin when it comes to stuff like mentorship and helping out a little bit there? Is, is that a concern, though, genuinely? Yeah, so initially when I left Faith in March, I was thinking about uh, you know, taking a year break yeah. and actually just focusing on investing in entrepreneurs. I, I mean, I've been reading about that. Yeah. I'm like, good, he needs a break, poor fella. And, and then I read about all this stuff and I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah, yeah. that was just accidental. Yeah, So I made a trip to Hong Kong <laughs> and uh, Prenetics was actually one of the first companies I invested in in 2014. Right, yeah. So I wrote them their first check, 100,000 US dollars. Um, and the company at that point of time was raising 2.6 million US dollars. And now today it's on a NASDAQ. It has $200 million of cash that they raised from the, you know, the public markets. Um, and I felt that there's so much that we need to do in the space of preventive healthcare. Mm-hmm. So that's a story for another day. But as I took that opportunity, 
uh, that's where I had long chats with Audra uh, and felt that she could step in to take the lead in First Move because the mission, I think it's critical for us to keep funding great entrepreneurs into the ecosystem, especially in Malaysia and Southeast Asia. Uh, and I'm happy to support along the way. So that, that's, uh, yeah, that's how okay. we're going to run. Now, besides the backing of 500 Global, First Move is also being supported by angels compromising some Southeast Asian unicorn leaders. Now, I know you can't tell us who exactly is in the Consumer Tech Angel Syndicate, but you give, could you give us a sense of you know um, who might be in there? Just uh, paint a little bit of a picture for us. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So perhaps the, starting with the objective, why? Because um, mm-hmm. obviously there are you know established um, angel networks around the region in Malaysia, uh, Singapore, very active angel networks. So obviously we, we're not going to compete and create another angel network. Um, but it comes from the natural progression of wanting to help founders because naturally, you know, there will be someone in certain um, space building a new solution, which could really complement getting some advice from uh, established people in mm. the market. Um, and so it happens these people are investing on their own as well. So we just help them to, you know, source the deals, get more, um, you know, access to pitch decks and, and ideas. And also if there's a match, they jump on the co-investment with us together with the fund um, and support f- founders on their first moves, like first journeys. Mm. So honestly, that's um, that's a kind of starting point where we are coming from. Yeah, so just wait, uh, I think the angel networks today are slightly more unorganized in terms of investing. So when an opportunity comes up, uh, maybe 20 angels just have a look at it and they decide uh, in, in their own organic way how they would like to invest. Mm. So the difference with First Move is that we are only going to put the companies that we are committed to invest behind specific angels that we feel could add, add, add value to mm-hmm. that company. So it's going to be a bit more organized. So for instance, if it was a fashion e-commerce or fashion D2C brand, we're going to find like fashion e-commerce entrepreneurs to kind of to back that type of company. Will members of the syndicate also like in that example, will they be in, providing mentorship as well uh, in, to the startups that you are funding? Yeah, so because we're writing the first checks, the... Angel Network is going to be pretty involved in the, especially in the first few months uh, with that particular entrepreneur uh, if there's a match. So we want to make sure that we also put the money where the mouth is. Mm. So not just uh, verbal advice, but also they're committed uh, in terms of uh, advising as an investor. How important is that to you that they're willing to commit and make that kind of decision? Uh, Extremely. So I think there are two types. If you think a bit about it, non-financial mentor, there's actually no table stakes yeah, right, yeah. for, for that, that investor. But if uh, you're putting your money into the company, you will start to have that ownership mm-hmm. uh, in which then you start to become more critical with what advice you're giving that particular yeah, entrepreneur yeah, because course. you've got like money in the company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Skin in the game. And you want to follow You want to make sure it's okay. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of times like, you know, I see mentorship sessions, uh, you know, if someone was to come up and ask me some questions, I'll be like, okay, great. I'll put an hour aside, 45 minutes aside and that's it. After the session, I'll just move on to the next thing. Mm. But if say the RNRs have decided to launch an internet radio and we put uh, you know hundred thousand dollars, I, 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 like I don't like this. I don't like what he's doing. Uh, I see Malik walking outside. Yeah, he's uh, probably peering in his room. But if we put money into the company, then after that one hour session, we're going to follow up with you, mm-hmm. right? We're going to think about it. And then when when as as we as I travel and if I see similar companies, I'm going to start making introductions and so on. So I think the commitment level of angel investors once they have put money in and they do some form of mentorship is going to be more lifelong rather than just a one off. Right. What about regional partnerships? Are you doing other regional partnerships or anything? 
So at the moment, uh, because Southeast Asia is quite a fragmented uh, yeah. e- ecosystem, there are like multiple countries. Um, a lot of partnerships that we're looking at is with uh, Singapore venture capital firms. Right. Because um, So essentially, First Move is aimed to be inclusive, not so much of an exclusive uh, network. Yeah. We understand that VCs on, uh, and investors want to get their first check in, uh, and we're happy to partner with multiple VCs to actually do that together. Speaking of Southeast Asia and the region, uh, looking ahead, uh, maybe tell us a little bit about the kind of markets and the verticals within the consumer space uh, that you're both keeping an eye on. Uh, sure. Um, I think what we're, you know, one is e-commerce it still has so much opportunity in, in these markets. Um, so e-commerce is one of the verticals we, we're looking at. Um, two is health and wellness. Um, uh, definitely this space has to probably next 10 years evolve um, in terms of innovation and investments. Uh, and I think both of us personally are quite passionate about it um, and aligned with personal visions. Um, and uh, any other opportunistic aspects that, you know, seeing a big problem and solving that. Um, so, yeah, we are we're looking quite openly um, and having some sweet spots for that. Um, sustainability is one of the aspects that, again, needs to be very heavily invested. Um, it's just a question, you know, how can we accelerate these markets with innovation within this space? Mm. Now, when we're looking at stuff like the future, uh, looking at publicly listed uh, Southeast Asian unicorns, Grab uh, and, and stuff in Southeast Asia, doesn't necessarily paint the prettiest of pictures. Uh, a lot of investors who got in, you know, certainly with the IPO are sitting on some big losses now. Um, what does that say about the future of Southeast Asian startups and venture investments I- in the region in general? Yeah, I think if I look at it globally, uh, it's not a pretty picture in yeah. most industries. Yeah, because of the, I mean, of course, high interest rates and inflation. Um, so I don't think now it's a good time to benchmark and say that this is the time to exit. Yeah, in fact, a lot of times investors are looking at this is probably the time to invest. Um, so mm. invest when it's low, when it's uh, companies are undervalued. I feel that a lot of companies today in the public markets are undervalued. Uh, some companies are actually trading below their cash balance. So for example, you know, a company may have $200 million cash in the balance sheet, net of debt and they're valued at $100 million. So it's a good time yeah, for investors. Um, and yeah, I don't think it's a good time to sell or exit positions. I think it's a good time to lock in positions mm. right now. And you know, earlier in this conversation, uh, both of you made mention to the importance of talking to, I mean, it's a tough market right now. Um, being an entrepreneur, being a founder is not an easy job. I don't think anyone should ever think that, right? It's not something you enter because for the sake of it. But you mentioned both earlier the importance of repeat entrepreneurs. I think that's a key criteria that both of you are looking at. Um, why is that so important to you? Probably more like addicted entrepreneurs. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Get them off this addiction. Yeah, to There must be some form of like dopamine hit yeah, every yeah. time they start a company. I think what we are looking at is mission-focused entrepreneurs. Not so much of entrepreneurs in a sense where they're serial entrepreneurs just to make money. And I think a lot of times it's very apparent. Yeah, so, for, you know, we meet entrepreneurs who are, you know, they have five businesses. For them, it's all about just, you know, churning and, and just making money. Uh, but we want to look at those who at least are moving the needle to change the world in some form or matter or change a certain industry, bring something new on the table. Uh, so those are the entrepreneurs that we want to back uh, when we look at repeat entrepreneurs. So if someone's just thinking about, hey, I want to make a quick buck, that's not really our cup of tea. Uh, maybe some other investors may be interested in that. Uh, so even at the start, like we're not thinking about exit. We're thinking about if this individual or this group of people were to really accomplish what they set out to do, how does it actually change that particular industry or the world in some form of, of way? 
And uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with First Move, where can they do that? Um, well, they can drop us uh, emails or just uh, go to the website, um, which is firstmovefund.com. Um, and uh, yeah, submit our p- uh, pitch. Audra, Joel, thank you so much for your time today. Awesome. Right. Thank, thank you. you. Rich, learn anything today? I'm bubbly. <laughs> no idea. I learned an awful lot. It's, it's just nice to be sat in a room uh, with people ha- that have real energy and really want to get involved in something, get their hands dirty and be involved. And it's not about spreading yourself thinly. It's about making sure you're keeping contact with all of these people and making sure your network is always growing, you know? Yeah, uh, definitely good energy today. And folks, if you have any comments, questions, all you can always WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. Rich and I will be back tomorrow, same time, same place here on Enterprise Biz Bytes. Uh, we were speaking with Joel Neo and Audra Pakalnaiti, former executives at fintech firm Fave, turned startup investors with their early stage fund, First Move. If you miss any part of this conversation, you can catch the podcast on our website at bfm.my or download the BFM app. You can also find our shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast players. Just be sure to search up for BFM Enterprise Biz Bites. Looking ahead, we've got the Breakfast Grill replay after the 1pm news bulletin. As attitudes towards the necessity of higher education for social mobility evolve, how does this impact the business of ranking institutions like QS? We discuss the value and accuracy of university rankings as well as how Malaysian institutions stack up against global peers with Dr. Edward Harcourt, Senior Vice President and Managing Director of QS. That's happening after the 1pm News Bulletin. I'm Roshan Kanesan with Richard Bradbury, and this has been Enterprise BizBytes. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.